Hey, what's up, everyone? This is On Cue with your host, Kwane. Y'all, we are back. We had another episode ready every Wednesday at 12.04 p.m. to talk about topics that may have been addressed on the surface, but not in enough detail. These topics include, but will not be limited to, finances, parenthood, spirituality versus religion, and even education. If you are new here, I welcome you. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to me today. If you are returning, I thank you so much for returning. Be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast either on Apple podcast Podbeam, amazon music or google podcast so you'll be notified when another episode drops so let's get right into it y'all last week we talked about the attachment theory which introduces types of attachments we develop as children and how they play out as we grow into adults and relationships on this episode i will be getting a little more personal as to how having in particular the anxious avoidant attachment has played out in my life so far if you haven't already go back and check out the last episode uh to review the attachment theories that i did go over so you'll kind of be familiar with what i'm going to be talking about today just to recap so the anxious attachment um was developed in children when they were in a situation where their caregiver wasn't consistent in providing their needs as a child usually the scenario includes when your parent was always out of the house for either a job or if your parent was dealing with internal issues such as depression alcoholism drug use that prohibit them for really giving you those needs consistently um the avoidment attachment um as a child you were in a situation where your parent just did not give you those needs and they counted those needs as if they were not important like it wasn't that serious um which led to you as a child um reverting to yourself inward which turned to you becoming an independent person um emotionally you're shut off you feel like that is unnecessary you find it hard to connect with people and really share like how you feel um the anxious part of that you know as an adult you have this fear of being rejected or neglected so you cling on to people you become very needy so me i found myself with both of them obviously anxious avoiding attachment so I'm going to just walk y'all through as for me, how that kind of played out as a child, even into my adulthood. I was born into a single parent household, living with my mom and four other siblings. Um, My dad would come and get me on the weekends, sometimes during the summer for weeks at a time to spend time with my other sister. Um, We had the same dad. Um, So in my mom's household, I remember her being at work. She would work from seven to two. Sometimes later than that, she was a cleaner and she would come home and just rest and cook and make sure that we ate and make sure that our bill, you know, bills were paid. Um, She had a social life, so she would be out also um, with her friends, you know, at card games and different parties. We would go with her um, to play with the children of her friends, which was kind of cool. We're still cool to this day. Um, As far as those child needs described in like the attachment theory, 
I definitely recall there being inconsistencies. Um, well, because I grew up with a unique <laughs> beginning. I had a bad speech impediment. Um, I did not communicate fully using words. I would make a bunch of sounds trying to say something, child. But I would, you know, make sounds and not make words to come together to make sentences which led to people not knowing what in the world I was trying to say unfortunately in the black community um, whenever there is some form of developmental issue it's looked at as if you automatically are a special needs child or you're automatically a disabled child which is not the case just to put that out there and you know that's a topic for another episode but in that case I definitely seen that she fought to make sure that I had the proper resources that that need would be tended to um she of course I had to get checked out to make sure to see what was wrong what was the disconnect why wasn't I communication communicating and my comprehension level was a little off, not too much off to where, you know, and um, they gave me a speech therapist. I remember going to a speech therapist when I was in elementary school, like while I was like in third or fourth grade. But praise be to God, y'all, as y'all can hear, I'm good. OK, so with that particular need, like serious needs like that, I definitely feel like that my mom definitely stepped up to the plate making sure that I was squared away but as far as like other emotional needs like that love and affection checking in with me in school like that never really happened she never really checked in with me when it came to school unless I got in trouble which looking back at that that's probably why I would get in trouble like I got put off the bus a lot for just cutting up laughing. I got written up in school for just like not following instructions. Like I was pretty bad. Like I would just do certain things, I guess, to act out. But she never really checked in with me regarding school or anything like that unless I was really in trouble. That's what she would be like. What is your problem? You know, Um as far as my dad is concerned, and let me just go back. I don't hold my mother accountable for that because, again, it was a ripple effect. Her mom didn't teach her. So how can you do something that you wasn't taught necessarily or have acknowledged that you haven't been taught to really apply to your current children? And then I had four other siblings in the household. We had different dads. It's a lot of different personalities. So... Her trying to maneuver that and to really figure that out, like that had to be a challenge. So I personally don't have the resentment towards her. Um, so back to my dad. So I would go with him on the weekends, maybe like every other weekend or, you know, during the summer, we would go on vacations and stuff like that um, with him while I was with him. I feel like material needs were definitely met like I clothes 
shoes these jordans these shoes that everybody's wearing now that has kind of came back i had all of those like i was squared away i was definitely rocking nautica tommy hilfiger yes like all that stuff i was rocking that back in the 90s like i was definitely squared away when it came to material things my christmases was always lit i got stuff for easter school shopping sometimes thanksgiving christmas my birthday like all that was like squared away but as far as like my emotional needs I don't think that they were fully met or it was inconsistent like he was very verbal as to like how he loved me like he would tell me that and he was more affectionate but I just felt like that to get to know me like what I like in different things I felt like that that wasn't a thing and I think what plays into that is that I had to mentally adjust I was two different people like I was very reserved and quiet around them compared to I was more rowdy and loud around my mom because I felt like I was around them the majority of the time and you know affection and all that stuff wasn't really shown in my mom's domain so going over to where it kind of is shown in my dad's domain is like mm mm-mm no, like I just couldn't adapt to it. I couldn't show it. I just didn't really involve myself. So it's just, I don't know. I might just have a little bit of disorganized too. Cause I mean, this is kind of all over the place, but as an adult, you know, I definitely see myself in the avoidant anxious, um, more avoidant to be honest. I, I was definitely a person that appear to be cold emotionally shut off um I wouldn't say I love you like my friends be like Kwani I love you and I'm just looking at them like um yeah thank you like I'm not saying that it was so uncomfortable like I relied on myself I found myself shutting down if I was in a situation where things was coming at me or I felt like people didn't understand what I was trying to say or how I felt in certain situations I would shut down and I would pack up my stuff and go um I'm still working on that part because shutting down is kind of hard for me not to do I am finding that now instead of shutting completely down I'll take a step let me take a break and then I'll come back compared to if I really shut down the game's over don't talk to me I just just go hit on and just I I I'm literally done at that point um and then what I would do is once I would shut down I would get to myself and kind of reflect within myself go over what I said what they said did I make sense did they make sense where was I wrong like I internalize and I call myself processing trying to be objective and then once I found the solution of what I thought maybe was wrong I then go back into society mentally and be like you know what I'm sorry for that or I'll be more open to forgive um what has made it easier for me to not fully shut down is prayer and supplication okay in the spirit and love of God it kind of gave me a conscious and awareness of like that's not cute sis like come on I mean just because this is what you've been doing doesn't mean that it's effective and it's mature like you really have to start addressing your issues head on practicing right when something happens I don't like that you did that I don't like that you said that when you said this when you said that 
when you done this, this hurt my feelings. That used to be so hard for me, y'all. Like I just shut down. I never really, I was so scared to open up even to like my parents and, you know, it's gotten easier with my mom because I call myself trying to be honest with God. So if I'm trying to be honest with God, I want to be honest with everyone else around me. Um, so I feel like that has changed as far as my dad though. Like I am still working on being vulnerable in front of him. Like I, it's kind of still hard for me to open up. I do try. Um, but it's kind of hard for me to really let that, guard down per se and I mean he is putting forth great efforts like and I I definitely see it I definitely um appreciate it and it's definitely consistent and you know like I said with my mom I do not hold my father accountable my dad was a 20 year old dad he was a kid still you know and you know it was a ripple effect on his end my grandfather told me one time like I wasn't a father to him like I wasn't the right example for him so how is he supposed to be a father to you and that was ground that was groundbreaking for me because I'm like well uh aha because I was blaming him like in my mind I was just fingers pointed at him but when my grandfather said that I was like oh wow well let me just start putting things into perspective and that's what maturity does so I can just um say as far as my dad just use an example I lost my grandmother uh, my mother's mom the other day on Sunday and she was the matriarch of our family I was over there a lot and you know even on her last days like I was over there like a lot like she was a part of who I Am. I lived with my mom, but I was also down there at her house a lot. Um, and so it's easier for me to cry and open up to my mom's side of the family. But it's hard for me to really cry and just be vulnerable and just to let my dad know, like, really how bad it hurts that my grandma is gone. Like, it's hard for me to let that guard down to really trust him with those feelings and trust him with the vulnerable part of me so that is something that I still see with all of this that I need to work on as far as letting those guards down trusting him I feel like that anxious part where I'm just scared of being neglected or rejected is playing a part when it comes to him so that's something I'm working on and I'm gonna just keep that in prayer and supplication um but yeah I mean you know, that's that. But in relationships, I definitely was a person that um did not share emotions like that. Like we said before, like, I would want to say certain things to my boyfriends and tell them how I felt. But it it coming out of my nope, it just it just didn't flow. It didn't go. It just didn't happen. And it came across like I was cold. It came across like I didn't care. Like, and it had them somewhat chasing me. Like, they found themselves chasing me. And I'm like, I I felt like I wasn't running. But apparently, if they didn't know, like how I felt, I guess they 
found themselves chasing like my feelings to see like where I was at but in my brain I'm like well I'm here so that means I'm in it but some people want to hear some people's love languages is that word of affirmation where I don't necessarily give that I give acts of service to show that I love you but you have to learn and try to maneuver and try to you know, but then I didn't know this stuff, y'all. I didn't know this. I didn't know nothing about this. You know, this stuff wasn't taught in school. It definitely wasn't taught in my major. I was a criminal justice major. Like, I didn't know anything about all this. So I feel like with maturity and open up your minds, that helps as well. That can actually be step one. Like, open up your minds, research, look out different things. Don't limit yourself to certain kind of conversations like engage in those awkward deep conversations to make you face like well why do I react to certain stuff this way like why okay I keep hearing different guys or females say that I act like this or this keeps going on like why does this keep happening like you have to ask um those questions and you know for all the Christians out there y'all know I love the Lord like pray about it like don't be afraid to open up and tell them like this is where I am this is what's going on like I have terrible communication problems I have resentment I my needs wasn't met as a child and I need healing with that some things you need healing from that inconsistency or that need that wasn't met met like you need healing from that that hurts that hurts it hurts it can hurt it can hurt and you think that you're over it and you done shut it off honey something happened and then boom you done blew up and you just looking like well what happened and you know it just came out of nowhere different things bring certain things out of you so um as for me like I definitely found myself being anxious and avoidant having that attachment you know as a child and just relying on myself now I didn't I wasn't clingy I wasn't needy now I didn't I didn't I didn't do that but it definitely showed itself when you know I did have that fear of being neglected and rejected which made me scared to share my feelings with dudes like it just made me scared you know, it, it didn't make me confident to be able to share my feelings. I felt weak. I felt dumb. And in my household with my mom, like it was kind of looked at as being sensitive or weak to share your feelings. Like, you're not, I mean, what are you doing? Especially to a man? No, 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 no. It was drilled into my brain. Do not be weak for a man. Now she didn't specify what weak meant, but I am I felt like being vulnerable and sharing those intimate feelings and how you felt, especially since it wasn't taught to us as children or displayed to us as children was definitely underneath that uh, weak umbrella. So again, I do not hold my parents accountable. I want to make sure that I keep stating that because a lot of times the older generation do not like things to be exposed or talked about without them feeling like oh oh you're just you're coming at me and and how dare you like I am not again holding my mother or my father accountable they were in situations where they were not given the needs that they were needing at the time when they were children which resulted in 
how they chose to raise dear old me. So again, I do not hold my parents accountable. Me and my dad, we are the best we have ever been in all my 30 years. We talk so much about so many things and I'm pretty sure from here it's up. Me and my mama, I love my mama to pieces. I'm not going to say to death. Two pieces. It's nothing nobody can really say about that woman that would change how dear I hold that woman to my heart. So, yeah, I just, I find myself having to keep saying that because I don't want no smoke, okay? (laughs) I don't want no problems at all, but it's still true. You feel what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, you know, I'm working on developing more of a secure attachment um you know they definitely suggest that you should of course address it which is what we're doing I'm reflecting as to my childhood how I was as an adult even in relationships as far as relationships now I am single so I feel like there's certain things I won't know until I'm with somebody again to really make sure but one thing I definitely did do is I definitely reflected with past relationships like what I did that was wrong and what I can't carry into the next one like I I'll just use my most recent ex like five years ago with him I definitely feel like I definitely wasn't confident in my position as his girlfriend which led to me not wanting to fully be around in certain instances like go to certain events with him, be there. Like it made me not even want to be bothered. I just wanted to be with him separate. I didn't want to be certain places with him. I wasn't confident. And then, you know, when things would happen that I just did not like, I wasn't confident to address those issues. Like I felt insecure when it came to how he felt about me. Like, I just didn't feel like that he really held me as he said he held me. Like, I was aware of how he really felt about his past exes. So I just felt like that. I can't compete with that. I felt very insecure in what we had, which was the root of why my communication sucked. Like, why I didn't show affection. I wasn't comfortable, nor was I confident. And that is two major things that I am going to ensure that I will be aware of when Boaz shows himself. Praise God, because he's coming. Um, What else with him? Yeah, I think that was just like a major thing. Like he will always say, like, I don't show affection. I don't verbalize. I don't say anything. And then I run. (laughs) I run now I did do that like if something like if I was mad with him oh I wouldn't talk to him (laughs) like that's how I would show you like I I, I'm not feeling you like I'm not going to tell you why I'm not feeling you you're going to know that I'm not feeling you because I'm not talking to you like I would just definitely shut off and then with me shutting off I would revert in myself to really try to dig into well what what did he do what did I do and then what was the right thing to do And then I would try to come back. But after a while, y'all, that gets tiring. That that gets tiring. And um, I broke up with him. And then the next day I try to get back with him. That's very inconsistent. I don't know, y'all. I might be disorganized as well. Pray for me, folks. I'm trying. Um, (laughs) Yeah. 
but I, I I recognize it now, and um, we're not going to do that with the next one. Okay, that was five years ago. I definitely feel like I have grown to get to know myself, know what I want, um, or and know what my worth is. Like I know what my worth is, child. And I feel like maturity. I was immature with him. I was so immature. I I definitely acknowledged that I was so immature. Like maturity, I feel like helps as well as you know my relationship with God me just opening up to him just made me want to open up to other people and open up and be honest even coming on this podcast y'all like to be open and honest like I wouldn't dare do this like oh I would be afraid like oh my god somebody's gonna listen and they're gonna know who I'm talking about blah 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 but look at me y'all so yeah like um that's me in relationships like my last one friendships mm, I um, well see that was different no I think I was I don't think I shut down in friendships but I was quick to cut people off I would cut I would would, yeah because my tolerance level like I don't like females just in general um so I just had a low tolerance of the cattiness females is just too catty for me not all but unfortunately there is just some of females some females that's just too catty for me and you know all that click stuff and all that all the drama that comes into being a female we're all emotional and sometimes unstable in our decisions and I just I would just get fed up and you know what we're done I can't I have low tolerance for like dumb stuff like so I would you know, I wouldn't have much female friends as it is. But right now at this point, I feel like that I got a good group around me. Like we cool. Um, So, yeah, I feel like, yeah, that's pretty much it. And um, all I can say is, is that I'm still growing. I'm still evolving. God is definitely still doing the work in me to ensure that you know I'll be able to eventually be more open with my dad and not being scared to really just open up and just share my like inner feelings and not be like conscious after like oh my god is he going to tell someone or oh my god like what is he going to think of me or even like with dudes too like you know oh my god like what are what what are they going to think do you think I'm crazy do they think I'm weak like what are they going to think like I I definitely think that the fact that I'm able to address this is a good thing to acknowledge it and I hope that God will be able to continue to do the work in me and me do the work because you know we got to take one step so he can take two you feel what I'm saying so hopefully you know I'm I'm open to what's going to come and my development as a woman as a person and yeah so y'all that is another episode we got through it I hope y'all were able to understand what I said. You know, this episode titled Love in All the Wrong Places Part 2. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast either on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbeam, or Amazon Music so y'all be ready when the next episode drops. Again, this is On Cue with your host, Kwane. Thank you so much for tuning in. Peace.